welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Okay, so can everybody hear me now? We are having some issues. I'm hoping that you guys can hear me. Let me double check. That's my hold music. All right. Good. All right, you guys can hear me now. Okie dokie. So, welcome everybody to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's going to be a really fun week this week, and I'm excited about excited about tonight. It's been a crazy week, that's for sure. And it's nice to be able to just sit and, and hang out. And uh, if you're having problems, by the way, getting into the chat room, just keep refreshing it. If you're having problems getting onto the line and you're getting that fast, busy signal, just keep trying. And it will let you in eventually. All right. So I'm going to forgo the workshop part of the announcements. I do want to thank our sponsors because that's vitally important. All of you who helped step uh, stepped up the plate and helped cover uh, part of the cost for our 2021 license, broadcasting license for the year. Those sponsors are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlene Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldon, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry T. Teal, Robert Mikey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Karina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. And anonymous, anonymous donations were made in the memory of Cherry Rose, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Gwen Still, Rick Smith, and King's Cadence. So thank you, sponsors, for helping us stay on the air. This our 14th year of broadcasting. All right. So next. We are going to run through your inspiration from the Inkwell workshop portion of the show. So have your pen and papers ready. All right. So we're going to be changing up how we're doing our poet or our, our um, uh, journalist journal assignments. So while I'm changing that and working on that, I picked something this week, something just fun and simple and easy for you to do just to give you something to play with. And that is, what I want you to do is I want you to choose one drawer in your house or perhaps in your work desk, maybe a closet, your purse, a shelf. Choose some self-contained area that's like a catch-all where all your junk gets thrown. Junk drawers and purses work absolutely the best for this. All right? So I want you to take, we'll use the drawer as an example, I want you to take your junk drawer and I want you to make a complete list of 
all of its contents, every single thing, right down to the dust in the corner. And then taking that list, I want you to write about it. Not a poem, but maybe a narrative or um, some random thoughts. Um, I want you to tell about the contents, what they hint at, what they say individually or as a grouping. Just write about all the things that have been tossed away and forgotten in your junk drawer. Now, in the workshops that I do, um, uh, Writer's Block is just an urban legend. One of the things that I have people do, and I usually do this right before our lunch break, uh, so they have can, they can play with it over the lunch hour and then read it when they come back, is think how fun it would be to trade lists with somebody. So you both make a list of all of the contents in your junk drawer. And then you give that list to someone else and they give their list to you. And then maybe write about it like a detective story, you know, or a commentary type thing, you know, where you're you're investigating and and looking at and each individual piece and putting together a puzzle that finally in the end comes to light. And you you see a a portrait of who this person, all this junk belongs to. You know, you, you, you make up the life that goes to each thing, so what they were used for, why were they forgotten in a junk drawer, why were they kept at all, why weren't they just tossed, all that kind of thing, that type of thing. So it would be real fun. A couple of you guys get together, do it real fast, trade, change lists, and then come on the show next week and read them to each other. It would be fun. Do it. You know you want to. Okay. We're going to do your poetry prompts. Now, your poetry prompts, are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow. In, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to cough. I had to take a drink, sorry. They're meant to grow into poems. Okay, so with that said, they can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, what you do with them is up to you. Number your paper 1 through 12. And here we go. Number one, a song almost heard. A song almost heard. Two, I scrawl my name. I scrawl my name. Three, often is not always. Often is not always. Number four, this story begins like any other. That would be a good one for Jimmy. This story begins like any other. Five, when you find out. When you find out. Six, the gutters are full of secrets. The gutters are full of secrets. Number seven, everything is silent tonight. Everything is silent tonight. Number eight, you cannot touch rain through glass. You cannot touch rain through glass. Nine, all the abnormal things. All the abnormal things. Number ten, with the disappearance of sideshows. With the disappearance of sideshows. Number eleven, flying lessons. Flying lessons. And number twelve, how forgiving you are. 
how forgiving you are. Now remember, you can write one poem to all 12 each prompts. You might 12 different poems. You can mix and match them and use line 5 and 7 and 9 and 2 and put those together in a poem. Or you can get real froggy and you can write a poem using all 12 lines in one poem. And I actually kind of made, I'm probably going to try to do this one using just the prompts because uh, I made it kind of easy. Normally I don't make it this easy. But yeah, take all 12 lines and write a poem using all 12 lines. All right. So what I want you to do for your writing exercise portion of this is we are doing pick apart a prompt. So using the 12 prompts I just gave you, what I want you to do is put the first prompt at the beginning of the page. Write it up at the top of the page. And then underneath it, I want you to write six different poems you can write to that prompt. And what this is meant to do is to get you away from the normal re-jerk or knee-jerk reaction that you would follow when you hear a prompt or something that inspires you. If I say October, the first thing most people will think of is a pumpkin. It's to get you past writing pumpkin poems. So you don't need another pumpkin poem, but we do need a poem that's uniquely yours. And so in doing this exercise, it makes you explore your prompts deeper. And you'll be pretty amazing at the things you find when you do that. So again, write the first prompt at the top of your page, and then write six different poems that you can write to that prompt, different, different directions you can take it. Okay. Once you are done with that, I want you to move on to the next one until you have gone through all six prompts, or all, excuse me, all 12 prompts and written at least six different ideas for that prompt. If you do this, I guarantee you that something's going to grab a hold of you and you will be off and running and writing. In fact, I dare you to prove me wrong. If you've never done this exercise before, do it now. You will see the magic. So once again, these are your 12 prompts for the week. One, a song almost heard. Two, I scrawl my name. Three, often is not always. Four, this story begins like any other. Five, when you find out. Six, the gutters are full of secrets. Seven, everything is silent tonight. Eight, you cannot touch rain through glass. Nine, all the abnormal things. Ten, with the disappearance of sideshows. Eleven, flying lessons. And twelve, how forgiving you are. All right. That's our 12 prompts. That's your writing exercise, your journal assignment. Remember, we're focusing on reading more, reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have that input in order to have output. Feed your brains. Then, two, we've been working on learning, uh, once a month, learning a new poetry form. This is an area I think that every poet can improve on. So every month, pick a different poetry form and play with words and make it a word puzzle and have fun with it and learn a new poetry form. Then next, go out through your day. And every day, I want you to find something with 17 syllables. Every day, I want you to write a haiku poem. All right? 
find something worth 17 syllables. That's the only thing you do all day to feed your creative side. Look for 17 syllables in your day and jot them down and write a haiku. And you can, if you don't have enough syllables, I don't care. You can go back and fill in a couple more later. But the idea is just to get it down. That one bit of writer's discipline, doing this one thing, will absolutely change you as a writer. This one writer's discipline, doing writing one thing every single day. Now, that's why I, t- I say that writer's block doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You know, there's another workshop I do called, don't, you know, Don't Piss Off Your Muse, um, <laughs> which is kind of fun. But writer's block doesn't exist because you don't have to. We put too much pressure on ourselves when we sit down to write because we're poets, and then we think we have to write a poem, and it has to go on Facebook, and we have to see how many likes we get. And, you know, if it doesn't get enough likes, we're re- refreshing every five minutes, and then our whole day sucks, and we go out and we kick the strawberry plants. Okay. Every single time you sit down and write, you do not have to write a poem and you do not have to have it be something that's, that you show to the public. Writer's discipline is simply to write every day. And this is a really easy way to do that. Every single day, find 17 syllables. Okay. So that is it for your workshop portion of the show. If you missed any of that, once again, you can come back and listen to the archives after we are done airing and start and stop and write these down at your leisure. Okay. Before we get to our calls, I'm going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a piece played by one of you poets. So if you are a recording artist and you would like to have me play your piece on the air, you can email those to me, the word that is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Put audio track, MP3, recording, something like that in the subject line to kind of let me know what's in there. I will get them uploaded to the show's library, and we will play them for the world. Alrighty. The piece that I picked out to play is by Jimmy Davis, word machinist, Jimmy Ray. And I wanted to, we've got a bunch of new ones by him, which I'm really excited about. We've got three of them that are holding on just outside of Ashburg, Illinois. There's three there, and they're all different because they're all, all three of them have a different time on them. So I don't know which one to play. But I'm going to pick this one, this one, this one, doing the whole, you know, the slide of hand, shuffling them up, and we're going to play this one. Um, this one is Word Machinist, The Wasteland Chronicles with Dan Wright, holding on just outside Ashburg, Illinois. And there was silence. The landscape unfolded in front of him like a nightmare. Everything was dead and broken. The sky was a crimson dream, more death than beauty. And our hero trudged on toward the ruins of the neon metropolis. Didn't feel like much of a hero. My family was most likely dead, and the red sky made me wonder if I would live or die. But my boomstick was loaded, my machete strapped to my side. The leaders said we would survive this, but deep within, I knew they lied. 
Over the rocky crags of Sunrise Mountain, he stood looking down upon the City of Sin. Smoke curled from riot-induced fires. Now, untended, the city burned. Promises of a utopia were crushed, like gravel boulders in a landslide. With great courage, he entered the empty city. I was scared to death. My courage had taken a backseat. Bravery was riding like a shotgun sidekick, and I walked upon the cracked streets. The ghosts of screams encompassed me as I stopped to procure some whiskey, grabbed a red box and a naked lady pick, ventured out to see what I could see. The metropolis lay in ruins, a mass of overturned cars and busted glass. He stood amid a tangle of downed power lines, transfixed on a splintered wooden sign, survivors underground, it read with an arrow pointing to an uncovered manhole. Would he venture into the bowels of the city? What the fuck else did I have to do? I approached with a caution bordering on concern. Vultures circled like hawks overhead, and the city continued to burn. Darkness beckoning me like an old friend. I descended with trepidation into the sewers, where I was greeted with an unearthly silence and a dagger-split head badly skewered. A normal man would have fled and ran screaming mad into the streets. This man, however, had an agenda to keep, to rally the survivors of this chaos, to help the dying souls left to bleed, for he still carried the faintest of torches that he might see his family again. How was I going to find anything in this shithole? Dark, dank, and skittering with rats. All of a sudden, a torch fired up, illuminating the tunnel low and flat. Against all reason, I moved forward as the corridor up ahead came to a T. A gray, man-looking thing flashed by, and I pulled out my shotgun, unready to flee. Following the corridor, he moved slowly toward this tunnel's end. Hearing the rumble of machinery on the right, he strode with the heart of a hero until he came to a metal door. Turning the wheel valve slowly, he stared in disbelief at the scene unfolding. I stared at the scene unfolding in disbelief. Hey, is there an echo in here? I could make out a strange rudimentary train and ashen creatures that fueled my fear. They reminded me of the crazies from that movie, Escape from New York. Hell, we're Snake Bliskin when you need him. Then one looked at me, waved, and my fueling fear sparked. What in God's name were these things, he wondered in his shattered mind. Were they aliens or monsters, and had they been here the whole time? He had heard of Morlocks, fanciful tales. As the train started to rumble out of sight, he couldn't help but hope it derailed. I did. I hoped it ran right off the fucking track, despite the benevolent wave. The cavern around me resembled a machine shop. Would I ever get out of this cave? The surface world seemed to hold no clues, so I wandered down that stretch of bone track, not knowing what terror was in store, only knowing I could never go back. 
And so, friends, the tale ends without end. Does our hero triumph in his efforts or give in to the madness and pain? For I can tell you he lives to find the way. He has the heart of a machinist and the soul of a poet. But that, my friends, is a story for another day. That was absolutely incredible. I am so glad that uh, Jimmy sent those in. All right. Now, poets, this is what you can expect if you are on hold tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller for the night. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, all right, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really, really important that people know who it is that's reading, and even more vitally important that your name is always attached to your work. Okay, so make sure you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two poems. Keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous of people waiting in line behind you. And then when you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL so that people know how to come find you, network with you, read your work. And then next, remember that we have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about anything with the exception of hardcore erotica. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you're good to go. I'm going to give the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you are in the lineup. Our first caller comes from area code 731, as I said. They're going to be followed by 972 and then 240. Let me get those written down. I can't chew gum and talk at the same time. Okay, we're ready. All right, so let's get to our callers. Remember, once again, if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Go ahead and unmute. 731, you are on the air. What accent were you using when you said you can't chew gum and whatever? What accent was that? That's new. I don't recognize it. I have an accent? You did on that. I don't know. That's not Texas. That's not... British, that's new. That's new. That's new. And I, that's exciting. My God, that's exciting. That was worth 17 minutes of silence. <laughs> <being said. laughs> I don't even know how I said it. You're going to have to go back and listen again and again and again. We've got to work on this. This is a, You're going to be a new character in my place. That's mm. probably my real voice because, you know, when you always try to sound good and professional. Well, as professional I know your I real voice. That's I know what true, you, you sound do. like. I know what you sound like uh, on your knees under the house looking out of great trying to shoot somebody. I know what you really sound like. That's true. That is very true. And that's formidable, by the way. You know, I'm going to have to go back now and listen just to see what I did. I have no clue. But I'm glad you're tickled. I'm excited. (laughs) I've been going through my 
computer at work trying to find stuff that I didn't know that I had written or I'd forgotten about. And uh, I've come to a conclusion this week that anything that I've ever read on the show is fair game to read again. Sometimes I look at what I did 10 years ago. Well, I've done that already. No sense in doing it again, doing it to death. Well, I don't have that many to go with, you know, so I'm going to start over there. Okay. This is one right here that I did in association with uh, Caroline Skye just because she sent me over to this person's blog. And uh, the girl's named Laurel Story. She had a pretty neat blog called Artsy Crafty Me and My Life. And uh, it was rocking and rolling pretty good around t- around 2014, and then she just quit. And isn't that the way? Isn't that the way everybody quits except you, Nyla? You persistent. <laughs> you persistent child. Uh, I'm so often tempted uh, when people post things on the Internet and disdain is in their heart. And I just want to ask him a question. Are you pro or anti-attrition? Just to see what they say. You know, now are you pro or anti-attrition? It depends on the day. See, you don't know how to answer the question. The way to answer the question is how you ask. I could write a poem about that and it would make sense to you. But but if I wrote it, it would insult almost everybody I know. Boy, that's never stopped me before, so I may do that one day. Attrition, okay. That's not what we're writing about. This is September's story. Remember I said the girl's name is Laurel's story, S-T-O-R-E-Y. Mm-hmm. And she had a whole bunch of pictures. And pick one and write. Hell no. I took them all. And ended up with something <laughs> going to make any sense. Not going to make any sense to anybody but me. And it won't, it'll only make sense to her if she's gone. So isn't that the way it is? I'm going to read it anyway just for fun. This is uh, from, I don't know, 2021. No. No, it's not. Maybe. Anyway, September Story by Michael Todd. Clever kitty practicing impending photobomb. Laurel spies from a corner. Clever cat mom. Manual keys, the way we typed it back then, with the stroke of a pen, appling sampling is off to a good start. Cat speak, silent, to secret Morse code. Crank it up with your bass down low mode. Feline perusing from high top banister. How I wish I was designated case testing. All the best ribbons, but where are the bows? How to make this ball roll, heaven only knows. I wish wind would blow the other way. I'd really like to visit true north someday. September left its marks on both heart and mind. Now as I look back in a stargaze, I find all emotions and reactions patterned A to Z. This is how the story goes for you and me. End poem. Wow. That was incredible, Mike. Yeah, I got me I said, Mike, I said, said Michael, but then I thought Mike because I wrote Mike, and so my face was saying Michael, but my brain was saying Mike. 
brains that I charge to estimates I just charge. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that was just really covering the pictures. But you could guess what some of the pictures are by what I said. There was she was, a real, she was a real cat freak. Yes, she is. <laughs> Gosh, I, I love the references. I was just going to say that I really loved the, the feline references you used in that piece. They were good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got one more poem here that I just dug up. It's, it's, uh, I wrote it for, uh, for Donna, my longtime friend. She's a cat lady. God, she's a cat lady. I've written poems about her and, and Colleen just being cat ladies. So this is called Flaunt for Donna. I have no desire to contemplate life so far as I can tell. Regardless of how it's perceived, it comes in degrees. I have no discerns on how or when I stumbled in and fell. I'm content with the resolve you brought me to my knees. If I had hold on any of your personas, I'd claim the well. Outgoing, freely giving all you want when you please. I despair while not in your lair caught up in your spell. Metaphorical story as old as time about birds and bees. You have an endearing way about kids to compel me to hold steadfast as I hold back, see how it plays, content for now catching a glimpse on your carousel while sitting on a park bench in the hopes of locking the gate. I've convinced myself it's never your intention well, I'm reasonably sure it's not your inclination to talk. If it's the last thing I do, I'll coach you out of your shell and engage you in persuading what you do best. Won't. You're on a long leash as I contemplate my best hard self. It is a short matter of time to step up and surge, standing in your door, working up the nerve to ring your bell, knowing full well. Time is at hand. You are on the verge. In poem. Wow. That was amazing. She liked rhyming that... poetry. That went to the extreme, didn't it? Mm. <laughs> I thought you did a fantastic job. Thanks. You're very welcome. I told you that I can't chew gum and uh, talk at the same time. So I'm trying yep. to talk to you and type out a real fast answer to customer service. <laughs> it didn't work so well. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. But I loved, well, I loved your piece. You know what you just made me think of? What did I make you think of? I'm two weeks away. I'm getting a phone call from Social Security people because I'm going to get set up for Medicare, Medicaid, all that stuff over the phone. So I'm going to register. It's in a couple of weeks. Is that I'm a good thing? Wait, I'm just not looking forward to being quizzed about everything there is. The, the, Teresa started setting it up for me today. And, she had me the phone saying a question for you. She said, what's your email address? I'm like, uh, 
uh, which one, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's not going to be good. But I have to get it done. This hey, not sound fun. I'm only four weeks away from turning 65. I would never believe that. Ever I don't sound years. that old. I don't sound that old. You don't Nobody look that old. that old. Not that that's old, but you don't yeah, look that old. The reason it's all perception, and I'm so damn immature, nobody can believe that I'm an adult. <laughs> That's there. funny. All right. Time for me to step aside, make room for the real poets, and uh, everybody that persevered and hanged in there tonight. And it's going to be a fantastic show, and I'm excited about it. And uh, good luck to everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Great job tonight. All right. I'm going to go ahead and bring on 972. 972, you're on the air. Thank you. This is Anna. Hi, Anna. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. Well, I want to read tonight the poems I told you about last week that are based on your prompts. Uh-huh. So, the first one is the Shadow Architect. Do you remember that one? I love that, that one? one. I love that prompt. I'm glad you wrote to that. Yes. So, let me get going with that one. Shadow Architect. The shadow architect sources raw materials for the emperor's shadow palace, who moves wolf-like through his palatial emptiness to address him. It must be next to the Valley of the Kings, with upside-down fonts of youth, running waters dark from the river lake, outer bounds of the ocean, where it's seen no more by mortal eyes. And you, architect, have a glimmer of shadow from your foremothers, and I grant you their gift so your mortal eyes can see my plans. The emperor places his signet ring on the architect's forehead between his eyes. The architect feels the pattern align and sees the dark counterparts to all things, and it is his bird of prey Arsinoe, who pecks at the deadliest portions so he won't weaken before his task is through. The shadow architect travels the dark lands, recruiting unwilling shadows, for he has the emperor's commandos and his heavy fire seal. Only a shadow with compass quadrant in their ashen eyes can move dark stones from the quarry to the work site. Their task is in the deepest shadow black magic, which even shadows dread. Blood is more, says the plan, and the architect does not question. No one questions the shadow emperor, for there is no breach between his written words. There it lingers, the shadow emperor's hanging night gardens, every tear deepest fog homage to dark stars on the other side of the universal span to which there is no end or beginning. Away from prying eyes, famished shadows await light morsels. 
End of poem. That was phenomenal. You took that and really ran with it. I am so tickled. This is why I love giving out the prompts, because once in a while someone does their homework, you know, and then I get to hear it. I really love the getting to hear it part, you know, and I, and I think, you know, what, a, what an easy thing inspiring someone else is. You know, you just share something, and it pushes them to create. And look what you brought back. Look what you created. It's incredible. I'm so glad you liked it because I threw in another prompt in there, the one about the written words and the breach and that. I mixed and matched. (laughs) (laughs) You're allowed to do that. Yes. And then the other one, I don't remember what the prompt was exactly, but it was about a box that someone left by the door. Do you remember that one? Um... I don't. Well, I'm going to read it. Maybe it'll come back to you. Okay. The box. You left the accumulated debris of us in a box by the door, rich as the spokes in a chameleon soul. Even your cool Ramon's T-shirt, if I wear it, I'd feel I was wearing you, stretching to fit with you, your arms, the width of your chest, even close to your heart, where Joey stands on one leg, the other one bent, with that I could rid of you as easily as that box. And the stray cat you fed is sad for you, and it weaves itself through my bare legs, through every verse and word, spreads its feline sense, every silent meow, a question of your whereabouts. I am at the avalanche's cold-rimmed edge, and it takes my all to not call with the excuse of your stray cat. And I don't know anything about cats, and I don't know how to steal my fingers, muscle memory, from tracing your face and calling your name. End of poem. Wow. That those last and those last lines, the ending, absolutely anchored that solid. That that was incredible. I love, love strong endings like that. Thank you. That was awesome. Well, and what's with with the cats this week? I mean, so far we've had. <laughs> Are you guys like spying on me? Because like tomorrow I'm picking up two kittens. How do you guys know this? It's like, oh, let's let's read kitten poems, cat poems for Nyla tonight because she's getting two kittens tomorrow. How do you guys know? <laughs> I just was planned. Wasn't we it? are poetically <laughs> connected. That's you what are. <laughs> if anyone else reads so, a cat poem tonight, I'm going to start reading like you know Twilight Zone, or singing Twilight Zone music. <laughs> well, that was the one. Did it come back to you about the box? The prompt about the box? You know, I remember, I don't remember exactly what the prompt was. I remember the concept of the prompt. I remember there being that one. But I don't remember the exact wording of it. Yeah, well, I just took off with it. I mean, this is all made up. This is no one that I've ever known or anything like that. So it was really a creative experience. And I have to thank you for it. Because if I had (laughs) not read that prompt, I would not have come up with that. And I like it. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's amazing 
sharing inspiration and being able to see what people come up with, and it's just phenomenal. I, I love it. I'm, and you're right. You know, if the prompt hadn't have been thrown out there, then you probably would never have written that poem. But because yeah, exactly. a random prompt is thrown out there, look what you created. You know, I think that's a lesson for all of us on how easy it is to spread inspiration. You know, randomly, yeah. why doesn't why don't all of you pick someone off of your friends list and randomly make up six prompts and say, "Hey, was thinking about you. Here's six prompts for you to write to." I mean, how much time would that take to to spread out that little? You know, once a week, do that to somebody new. It's fun. It's it's uh, it's a good thing to share inspiration. So That's you a did great a great idea. job, Anna. You did so well tonight. They were amazing pieces of writing. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> we so, enjoy you very much. Well, all right. Then I'll let the next poet go. Do I you want to tell Jimmy people poem. how to find you, Anna? Yes, uh, Anna Donovan, A-N-N-A-D-O-N-O-V-A-N, on Facebook. Please drop by any time. I love to read your poetry. I love to hear from you. So anyway, everybody have a great evening tonight. And you too, Nyla, and thank you for the prompts. You're welcome. Robbie in chat, I don't know if you're in the chat room, but he said, loved the surreal mysticism of those pieces. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, Robbie, go find Anna Donovan, add her to your friends list, and you can read more. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Anna. Okay. Have... Oh, I think I just, you just cut out. Are you still there? I'm not sure what happened there. All right. Next caller. Comes from area code two four zero two four zero. You're on the air. Good evening, Lida. This is Joe Perry. Better known hey, as Joe. Joe. How are you, love? Fantastic, fantastic. I'm just enjoying everybody, you know. Affectionately known as Mr. Dancer. <laughs> That's my name for you. So, how's your week been, love? <laughs> oh man, it's been, it's been beautiful. Fantastic. Good weather. You know, besides the cicadas, it's been great. That's awesome. Who could ask for more, right? Exactly. I think spring exactly. just makes everything better. Oh, it does. It does. Absolutely. So what did you bring us tonight? What are you going to share? Uh, I have a poem, uh, sort of an acrostic poem. Uh, it was actually uh, an assignment I had for uh, another venue, but uh, it's called Waterfowl. And this uh, 17-year-old uh, artist, uh, Rayan Kang, was a winner of the Junior Duck Stamp Contest. And so I wrote a poem to her contest-winning photograph, which was turned into a stamp. So are you ready? Oh, please, yes. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Waterfowl. I'm in this scene of cool water and ripples. My distorted reflections allows me to check my feathers. Funny, isn't it? Funny, it's not. There are others to listen to. 
sky, this sky beneath me, this guy beneath me, are swallowed, swallowed like me? I see the blind men hidden deep within the trees. No lead for me today. What's left for me to say? Wait, is that a fly with the dago line attached to it? Faith is blind, but few believe in just scratch through it. Flannel shirts and waders, Florida alligators, I find solitude in the calm of the day. The eddies tickle a bit as I spot a tiny fin. A few of my buddies are flying in. It's feeding time and the water's teeming. Fluorescent feathers, fluorescent features on my feathers. I think I'm being written in a poem. I think I'd rather not be stuffed. I've never been a fan of pillows, and please don't say, Fragua, for my peace. <laughs> so what was the prompt that got this one writing again? It was That's actually a picture uh, of the stamp? Uh, uh, yes, a picture of the duck, you know, in, in the water. And that was the prompt for the piece. Was it just a duck in the water or was it a picture of a stamp? Just the duck in the water. But you happened to know that there was somebody who, who took a photograph and got it on a stamp. Yes, yes. I mean, we we were we were given the you know the total information, just the picture. So, you know, it was up to us to, you know, write an acrostic poem to the picture itself. And that's what I came up with. See, it's amazing to me because this is exactly what I'm talking about. You know, you're given the prompt, you know, a duck in a pond, mm-hmm. and what would what would the typical poem to that be? Somebody would talk about spring, or getting your ducks in a row, you know. But no, you write about a flipping kid who took a picture and got on a stamp. That's a unique perspective to that prompt. I bet you nobody else wrote that poem about that stamp. You know, so when I talk about, you know, picking apart your prompts and really analyzing them and looking for the unique inside and past the knee-jerk reactions to the prompt, which is your muscle memory, Mm -hmm. you know, working bringing that inspiration in, then you write things like that that are totally surprising, and that was incredible. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Forgive, forgive, them, forgive the mess-ups. Uh, I was a little nervous, but, you know, you be like that sometimes. <laughs> Why would you be nervous? I always get nervous when I recite. I don't know what it is. I just, I just do. That's okay. You know, you've listened to my show enough now. You know how... At the beginning of my show, I always say the exact same opening. Yes. Do you know why that is? No, tell me. Because I'm absolutely terrified at the prospect of talking in front of people. And even though this is, I'm you know, sitting here all by myself, I know you guys are out there. And so mm-hmm. it's just like when I go to read on stage. I have three poems that I know very well. And so if I go on stage to read, I always read those exact same three poems, one of those poems, to start out my set with. Because I know if I can get through that first one, I, get, I, I finally reach my exhale. And I calm uh, down yeah. enough to where I can do, my, do my, my segment, you know, or I can do the show. So when I start the show, I say the exact same thing every time. Because by the time I'm done, I can exhale it, and then I'm fine for the rest of the show. So, I mean, but it's it's almost it's terrifying. It's like I want to throw up in my shoes at the thought of it. And I've worked in radio since I was 18 years old. It's nuts. 
Yeah, but you know that every a, show. To me, that's a, that's a sign of an artist. <laughs> if you're not nervous, you're doing something wrong. If you're not nervous. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> but you always just seem like so cool, you know. Dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get that swag going on. <laughs> uh, no one would ever know. So, second poem. Mm-hmm. Do we have time? Do we have time? Yeah. Okay. Well, no title, but I'll get into it. I am a poet. I am the ink. And you, my dear, are the poetry. What that means is, what I know it is, I write from life in the clothing you fit. Your smile creates a mile of limericks, vignettes of imagined guests. But what I like best is to read your eyes and write your story. The only embellishment is what my mind shows me. It could be an 8 by 10 glossy, more often than a philosophy. It's close up and pardon me, I just had a flashback. She gave me my cash back. I write her tale, I write her story. She doesn't know me, but I was compelled to ask. Allow me to be your looking glass. Unlike an artist that paints the nude, what I view is never naked. When you write what you see, she'll ask you, how in the world did you make this? Have you ever asked anyone, are they okay? You can tell if they've been crying. When I ask the queen to pose for prose, I write the why in. Never vying, never trying. I just want your inner self to chime in. I'm the words to what you can't express. From a makeup brush, being a safety net, I write the reason you get your ire up. Loving and not breathing, let my words keep your desire up. I don't always get it right, but when I write, just left of that cleft, and you ball your fist after reading it, I shout out to your inspiration. I have a collection of photographs from the past Read me with syncopation. I read how long love can last. All giving permission to my poetic intuition about the female condition. I have but one provision. Every face is amused. But I don't muse over pure beauty. It's the beautiful ones I avoid and their truths be too much pain just because they are. Beautiful equals someone's crying now. Stepped over, patronized, utilized, abused, and why? I am a poet. I am the pen, and you, my dear, are in my frame of mind. I'd love to write to your image and read you one last time. That's my piece. Thank you. <laughs> wow. You know, a good name for that would be? What's that? She Walks in Poetry. Done. <laughs> Appreciate that. I love it when someone says untitled because then it's like, oh, oh, I'm going to title it. (laughs) That was beautiful. That was a beautiful piece. Yeah, she walks in poetry. I even got a photograph. I've got a photograph I'll send you. So you, when you, do you have that one posted already? Uh, No, you know, I I rarely post on Facebook anymore. I just keep it in my notes. Okay. 
So a photograph I took that would go perfect with that palm. I'll send it to you anyway so you can see it. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. <laughs> you are the only person I know besides me that says that. I love it. <laughs> All right, Joe, my sweet. Hello. Tell everyone how they can find you, honey. Uh, you can find me on Joe Perry on the Facebook. Uh, you can also find me on the Demand Dancer on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. And that's about it. Perfect. All right, hon, and we will talk to you next week. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, hon, we'll see you then. See you. All right, our next caller comes from area code... Three, two, three, three, two, three. You're on oh, the air. Oh, my God. How are you doing? This is Edwin, Ed McKinney. Hi, Ed. How are you doing? I, I'm, I am doing I, absolutely okay if I call you, Ed. Please do. What the? Or sincere. That might be better. Since well, Whatever. <laughs> whatever's easy for you to roll off your tongue. I'm, I'm going to make it real simple because you got people um, behind me. Blessing to everybody that came before me and after me. You can find me at Ed McKinney at Facebook. Um, you also can find me at uh, One Half Court Publishing on Instagram and Coach Ed on Instagram. Perfect. All right. So, what did you bring for us tonight, honey? Straight. It's called Straight Out the Jungle. This is four years ago. Try to make sure you're happy with me, nor would I curse and make fires out of the sand. The light is on. Say, dim the beginning of lights around me when spices want to claim the jungle. Say, it's world we haven't fully exposed ourselves to cause. We're afraid to service the masses of survival mode. Straight north of the danger field, my name is Dum Dum. Killing me for a color of my skin could have knowing anything else dumber than that. The judge of this world is the light. Kill me. Say what? Come on, man. Uh, educate me, man. Blue brother, step aside. I've seen you starting that I'm stronger than the stubbles of being out of the jungle. Ten ways of dying and death that makes me rich. What you will find is me. Straight in the jungle. Can't wonder how I never went under. Out of motherland, yes, you've seen me struggle to stay, stay alive, do or die, own an eye, cut your throat of not being in the future of hustling of this jungle, on this groove, the or man. Can we walk without feeling I'm the strongest of the strong, yet hint of a scented fear of flying above the paranormal? You see what I'm talking about. You can't stand to see me survive through the jungle of this mankind. When I write this, I'm straight out jungle. Black eyes harder than the hardest can get. Birth certificate says freedom is mine alone. Why am I asking for a passport to see what's not yours in this jungle? Ed McKinney. <laughs> that was perfect. Well, thank you. Very, very welcome. I loved it. And what else are you going to um, read, honey? It's Chosen Few. Chosen people ask Hitler, Black Holocaust, life wasn't sure of tomorrow deeds, could see the redeployment of money to those blacks who suffered from being a victim of white superoxide superiority, 
for and from all the white Jews who stolen the original man's struggle of being enslaved to be and have been pointed as the chosen people of this world from God's laws. It's not my words. It is already written. Don't get mad at me when I bring back what you have taught me. Chosen people ask Hitler. Homegrown means ass whipping, the beginning of Abraham to Jesus, and from Enoch 7 after Adam. They are and have been the chosen people whom have and still suffering from being exiled by the evil seeds from the man and woman of the beginning from when time began. Black victims of the Holocaust, white Jews, have been the infidel. And why the world has been taken from the Negroes of slaves out of the homeland of Israel, Judea, shoulder to lean on, Judah to Christianity, and 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 of what the white and off infidels, white Jews, whom scream of being burned alive, chosen people act Hitler. You asking me why the Holocaust is still going on today, but yet we still say all lives matter. Not my words is what I'm seeing live on CNN, 11 days ceasefire. Don't get mad at me spitting at something that I'm seeing. Chosen few, sincere from Los Angeles. That, again, was phenomenal. I'm humbled. I appreciate it. Oh, you have no idea. That was that. I am really, really glad that you found your way over to the show and a part of our family. Uh, I, I, I thank Gina Storm, my twin, and uh, T. Michelle. Uh, uh, they told me to come and support you and give you love, so that's what I'm doing from Los Angeles. And, um, and you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you for giving us this platform. I appreciate you. <laughs> you are very welcome, sweetheart. appreciate you so much. Have a great evening, and I'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye, sweetheart. Hey, did you tell everyone how to find you on Facebook again? Oh, yes. Ed McKinney at Facebook. I'm on Instagram at One Half Court Publishing. That is my new uh, Instagram for my uh, business that I started, a publishing company. Also, Coach Ed at, on Instagram. Perfect. All right, sweetie. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, you have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 91. Before we grab them, I want to let 919 know that you are not in the lineup. 919, if you want to come on the air, please press 1. I think that may be Granville. Is that Granville? Maybe. Um, so 919, if you want to come on the air, press 1. If you're hanging out and listening and having just having a good time, that's fine. If you change your mind at any time, 919, go ahead and press 1, and that will let me know that it's okay to unmute you and bring you on the air. I'll remind you again in just a minute in case you're over there cooking dinner. All right, our next caller is 815. 815, you're on the air. Hello, happy Thursday now. This is Gina Stroll. Gina, my love, how are you? I'm good, sis. It's good to hear from you. Oh, I just heard Ed. Thank you, twin. He always helps <laughs> me out whenever whenever I invite him someplace or remind him of what we're doing and what day. <laughs> I know that, that, that the message was received. And look at here, and the poetry will follow. I'm I'm really grateful. I mean, you've brought a couple of, of readers over to the show, and really appreciate you doing that. And they've been some amazing, amazing um, writers and contributions to our show and family. 
I think it's a necessity. Sometimes I run into gems and jewels along my travels, absolutely. Here's someone that piques my interest and tickles my ear, and all I can think is, ooh, I know who should hear you, and then I invite them. (laughs) The world should hear them. This is a happy place to be, though. I need people to understand that. You know, a lot of times people feel like there's some kind of competition or there's some hostility, and no, everything's just happy here. It's all love and poetry. (laughs) It is. That's thanks to you guys. So, Gina, my darling, beautiful sister. Yes. What are you going to grace us with tonight? Um, I, I have been having something been going on with my dreams lately, so I'm going to do um, a freestyle that I'm titling because it, it, it's an adaptation of something I dream. Um, oh, I'm going to I'm going to call this one "Dream a Little Dream." Couldn't sleep for several nights at a time. Didn't find me. I was looking around all the time with my flashlight in the middle of the night, trying to find out where sleep had gone to, because it wasn't right. There was a time in my life when I did not sleep at night. I wasn't even an insomniac. I just was afraid of the dark. So I would only sleep during the day or nap in the afternoon, however it had to come. I'd still get a little sleep whenever I could, but it wasn't the way I was used to. Just in the last month or so, maybe two, I've been going to bed a little earlier every night sleeping a little longer in the morning, and it seemed like I got my sleep pattern on track. I felt like everything was going to be good, as a matter of fact. What happened next was amazing. I had to actually monitor what I watched and read before I go to sleep or what I eat because my dreams vivid, sometimes violent. Often I'd wake tired. I couldn't understand what was going on, and then something came to me last night. Especially, I was in this quiet spot in my mind where I sit sometimes, and I wasn't letting anything from the outside world interject. I closed my eyes, and I can't tell you what happened next. It was morning, and I had a memory of the dream that I had the night before, and it came back to me. I was covered in this warmness as though I was blanketed, and today was in the middle of 80s. It wasn't that I was cold. I was being swaddled like a baby is by its mother when it's coming home from the hospital. I was safe. I learned safety from King Cadence, and I know that safety is amazing. And I heard his voice in my sleep, and it didn't make me sad. I wasn't looking for him because I knew he wasn't really there. Just like the time in my dream, I heard my dad. When people are gone, they're just gone physically. But you can hold into them every time you dream a little dream in peace. That was beautiful. That was absolutely almost made me cry. Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Okay, okay. I'm going to do a short one. Real real short one this time and then I'll go because I know you got all the callers, but I've been doing I've been doing wrong. I I've been doing one and done for the last couple of weeks. So this time I said, you know what? You can read it normal when we're good on time. Right. I said, look, I said, if opportunity presents itself, I'm going to do too. So this is what I'll do. Okay, so Dream a Little Dream, like I said, was awesome because I woke up feeling happy and safe and warm. And I think that a lot of people take that for granted, how you wake up in the morning, how you feel, how you interact with others, the way that you even start moving around, all of that affects the energy for the day. So um, 
it's Thursday. Every day of the week, I give it a, a, a name. So, you know, I'm motivated on Monday. It's not just taco and, and tatas for Tuesday. Um, it's sometimes I like to hear someone's story. So it's Testimonial Tuesday. Wednesday is for wisdom. Thursday, however, it's also interchangeable. It's not just throwback for me. For me, Thursday, this week, is going to be treasure. Sometimes you have things in your life that you're taking for granted, and those are treasures. Oh, for a long time, I've been collecting things. They're not always shiny and they're not always diamond rings. They're not always butterflies that are trapped in jars that move around because they're some way, somehow, able to do so as though they were animated and alive in real life. That was one of the gifts that I got from King's Cadence for Love of My Life. It was so beautiful to see this thing inside of the jar. I wanted to set it free. But I knew that it wasn't his reality. I had to hold on to it. And the way they were packaged and give it to me, that became a treasure for me. There had been time when I had a bunch of gift boxes that stacked inside of gift boxes. And each one of them was smaller than the one before until they came like Russian sex dolls. And all I would say to myself is, one day, this serve a purpose. Not now. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, really. Until I found them one day on a shelf and they were dusty. The holidays were approaching, and I didn't know what I was going to do as far as the gift exchange for my whole crew. I wanted to do something that I'd done previously. In a year when I wasn't celebrating Christmas, and I was making a hand gift for Kwanzaa. So I decided to do something in between. We did the white elephant like we always do in the middle of December. We picked our names, and we exchanged our gifts. None of mine were traded for because everybody wants the ones that had that homespun touch. I could tell that there was love. The person who made them may not have been the best artist, but it was the sentiment behind the object. They were a big hit. That, again, was a treasure for me. I'm looking forward to my family cookout on Memorial Day weekend. My brother makes it a big thing. We call it an event. There ain't no party like a Brooks party. All of my cousins are going to be there. My aunts and my still remaining uncle on my mother's side. He's the only survivor. My brothers will be there, not just the two that have the same parents as me, but some of the others that have grown up with us over the years. I love when a gals get together. My daughter, her fiancé, and my three famous grandchildren will be there, too. We'll be in the pool and the hot tub and playing games out in the yard, and some of us will have to stay inside because it's probably going to be hot. We're going to eat good food. We're going to sing songs, top of our voice off key. We're going to have alcoholic beverages. Trust me, I'm probably going to leave a little tipsy. I'm going to enjoy it because for me, more than anything that I've ever collected, loved or treasured, it's family. Indeed. Wow. That was beautiful. Oh, thank you, sis. I love coming here. I just feel free. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I don't want you crying. Take a deep breath, have a drink of water, and go to the next poet. I'm having I'm having peach wine tonight. Oh my God, isn't that good? It's a peach, it Moscato? Uh, peach Moscato. Yeah. Yes, I had peach Moscato. I was about to say it's a Moscato because <laughs> it was peach Moscato. I salute you, as I drink white tonight. But if I get new wine this weekend, peach will be on my list. <laughs> have you had the apple? The apple's great too. I haven't tried the apple. Yeah, the apple's good, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the raspberry, but the peach is my favorite so far. Oh, look at us. 
We are so funny right now. <laughs> I, I know. See, there's a reason that my and we're winos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, do you know the seriously? The only time I ever have a drink every Thursday night when I do the show. Most of the time, not all the time, but most most every Thursday night, I have a glass of wine when I do the show. That is the only time I ever have a drink. Oh yeah. Even if I go out with it's people to bars, on wine. I just don't. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not a drinker, drinker. Uh, I don't even know the names of half the liquors that the people in my family drink. Um, I'm not a beer drinker, and if I drink beer, it wouldn't be domestic, nor out of a can <laughs> or a bottle. I, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm such a snob when it comes to that. But definitely, definitely wine. Wine is my life. But peach Moscato, girl, yes. You know, <laughs> yep. That That's does the thing. All right, sis, I can be found on Facebook. It's Gina with an E, storm-like inclement weather, only I am sunshine on a rainy day, and I'm a poet who loves poetry. It ain't everywhere poetry is. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, are we going to talk to you next week? Yes, absolutely. I'll be here. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you, Gina. You're welcome, Nyla. Love you. One love, one mic. Love you too, hon. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, brother. Oh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It is wonderful to hear from you. Oh, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. What yeah. do you have for us tonight? I had this poem called Cheating uh, <clears throat> is a New Normal of the 21st Century. It is now a common practice to have a side piece in addition to your significant other spouse. It is fashionable to go back and forth between two people and date them simultaneously. And it is a norm the cheaters that have their cake and ice cream and eat them both at the same time. No pun intended. Now we have entanglements involving Jada Pinkett Smith and August Aldana. We have their Jackson probably confessing on social media about how many affairs he has had while his wife is wearing a bonnet. And Dr. Kevin Charles being so hypocritical about giving revised advice about relationships while he sleeps with multiple women at the same time. It is common practice for cheating men and women to satisfy their forbidden pleasures and companionship needs when they are neglected. And they are always trying to find grass that is supposedly greener on the other side. It is a common trend that polygamous relationships are more popular than monogamous relationships. Open relationships are the new trend to go with if you're not interested in a committed relationship. Or you can have several friends and benefits as long as you are honest and upfront with your partner. The TV show Cheaters glamorized cheating on the national level. By having Joey Greco and his camera crew exposed on Facebook, husbands, wives, boyfriends, and girlfriends that bust them in the ass while they are performing their sexual acts and embarrassing themselves on live television. My dear brothers and sisters, we all either been cheated or had our hearts broken. 
or we have cheating on our spouse and significant other to point of our lives. Well, I've experienced both of them personally. It is no fun to get caught up caught cheating on your spouse and significant other. Ain't no fun to violate and break someone's trust. It is no fun to be put on blast on social media for being labeled a cheater. Ain't no fun having a weapon drawn on you getting shot or stabbed. Ain't no fun for two men men or women fighting over for your love and affection like on Jerry Springer. My dear brothers and sisters, the opportunities to go and cheat are plentiful. And there are some people in your circle who are going to do everything in their power to break up your happy relationship or marriage. However, in these times where cheating is a new normal, you have to truly appreciate who you have as your, as your significant other or spouse and do everything in your power to remain faithful and committed to him or her. Words of wisdom always. That was awesome, huh? Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) We appreciate you. Are you going to read a second one this week? No, I'm just going to read read that once tonight. Read that that one tonight. And and I like Gina Storm's poem about family because at the end of the day, that's that's a, that's important, and uh, I just just uh, just wanted to share with your audience that you can find me on Facebook under my brother together. Come check me out. I uh, do a, do a inspirational quotes. I have stuff going on all the time. Either I'm uh, promoting my own sets or pushing promoting my other artists in the Chicago area. Just check me out. Just check me out on my brother Gavin. But the same person you see on on Facebook is the same person in real life. And I thank you for your support every week. You are very welcome, my dear, on behalf of myself and the entire poetic community. Welcome. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk to you next week. Yes. Perfect. All right, we'll see you then. Take care. You too. All right, our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. Did you I love you so much. What's that? Did you forget it was your birthday? Or are you just, like, not telling people? I... What am I? You don't tell people it's your birthday. Well, how are they going to find out if they don't know? I didn't find out to the last minute. I was lucky that I did, but um, we got to celebrate your birthday. Simple as that. Unless you want me to send you five dollars for the rest of your life, and just say <laughs> every year I send you five dollars because you're not giving oh, oh, no older than uh, five. <laughs> If you want me to send you your age, you gotta tell me. You gotta tell us how how many how much money we're supposed to see. Uh, I know, unless you want to celebrate the second anniversary of your 18th birthday. How about that? That works. Okay. That works for me. <laughs> we'll do that one. So I'll you thirty six dollars. 
No, you don't. Okay. I can be five. I'll be five. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, well, I want to tell I'm, you, you know the the coolest thing, Jimmy, Jimmy yes, Rayward Machinist, yes. made us that picture yes. of you and I together and refaced us on that old-fashioned picture. And I was so excited about that. I seriously have that framed and sitting in my front room right now. And I cannot tell you how hard I cried when I realized that I was putting a picture of me and my mama up in my house. It's so cute. It's so because cute. I don't have a picture of me and my mom. I would not have a picture of me and my mom. It's so cute. It's and, really and Jimmy has, he has made I have you, and I, little, it just it made me cry, yeah. Mama. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Jimmy even made me laugh, cry, and be thankful for him. He just brought so much joy. And he did one, he did one of us. He did one of uh, my grandson. He did one of James Kelly. Uh, James Kelly is a good poet. He barely ever has time to come in and call in, but he got his two, he got his avatars. He doesn't get a chance to call. In. He's taking care of a sick mom, and I think a sick father too. He's really really stressed out, and that just gave him some joy. So I was just happy about that. So uh, well, I'm glad you got a chance to meet him because yeah, I, yeah, I know you absolutely adore him, and he yes. you. Obviously. Yes, 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 yes. It just isn't just, you know, being at home, being, you know, just have a, a little sun, sunshine in your life. And um, it's just, he's just been a wonderful person and just not, he doesn't mind doing this stuff. And so I think um, uh, he did a real good one of um, of James Kelly, too. I want you to see that one. And ours, and just everybody. I think I've seen Queen's Mind. Um, yeah, so. He said, I guess he said he's filled up now, so, you know, when he opens it back up again next time, maybe, you know, I'll send him some more people. But right now, I think he's kind of like uh, like capacity or something. He's just great. So, just another person I met through you, and um, I'm happy that I did. So, I didn't pull something up here to read. Let me read. Let me get to it before they start labeling me as a tatterbox which is not my M.O., um, waiting for that one poem. I dug, in, I dug in the crates for this one. It's called Waiting for That One Poem. And it's not edited, so I'll just read it. It starts off like this. Figure nothing out. I long ago got tired of poems about poets' penises. Doubt. Remember, forget, what's the difference? Whatever will be, will be. I can no longer change me. When you want or don't want to do something anymore, any reason will do. Let that be the reason. Sometimes your monkey mind speaks truth. Begging for lost memories, though they may hurt me and you. I never wanted to forget. To forget is to be dead and walking. I need my memories. All I have are memories. My hindsight is clear and my present is so foggy. I have no star upon which to gaze. Seems it is too late to implement those promises I made. 
when I lie down to sleep as a child. The future holds more of the same unless I pull the magic carpet from under their feet. They say shit happens. Good things rarely happen. I always have to force shit. Nothing was easy, not even natural things. But shit, shit has lost its order. Shit is now expected and even welcomed. Shit now happens in an unnatural order. Everything is everything. And everything has a way of rebelling. Mine is dispelled as I misspell the spell. I've raised my hands on approximately 20,000 radio shows to hone my craft. Just to give vibrations, vibrations as to what I was thinking. I am an old poet, a computer with a heart and a crucial update. Best friends don't last forever. There are none left to hold hands with and cross over to the promised land. Friendship was an earthly thing. Finally, I kited away on a loose string and got caught in the trees. Creepy things landed on me until until the earth changed and the shadows were distorted. I used to speak of Ruth and ask what came first, Ruth or ruthlessness. The world and the planet were subjected to man's complacency. The silent ones are the guiltiest. They just let shit happen. Red ants follow the black ants, and the black ants are confused as to what they should be teaching. Knowing that red ants were exterminated first, black ants should learn to listen. Confusion and intrusion of the smaller crawlers, invaders of stinging ants, fire ants, flying ants, hauling big morsels into their bunkers throughout, but could not continue on. But though they could not continue on, the hurricanes and the winds left their mounds intact. They wanting their territory back. Another roof flies by, yet those without hope or faith only depend on the outcomes, never really outcome, never hoping but coping, depending, depending no more on faith but upon the favorable results. Those who believe in nothing but rise to meet the occasion of the situation, the one who never expect to be suspect, never expect to be suspect, they never look towards the sky until everything has proven to be in their favor again. And then God winks at them, and no miracles have been performed, and those who believe in nothing yet rise to meet the occasion of the adverse situation. Those who never expect anything never look towards the sky until everything has proven to be in their favor again. Life goes on. And all the disgusting men dry up like liars without any more lies to spew. Yet meantime, 
I keep writing and waiting on that one poem. In peace. Wow. That was really powerful. I didn't say awesome. No, I know you dare not. Not on your birthday. <laughs> Scare me. Not on your birthday week. After all that. Uh, it was really incredible. Very yeah. powerful. And we are waiting on that one point to change things. You're kind of cutting out on me, Mama. I said we're all waiting on that one poem to change things. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, baby girl, we don't want nobody me mugging you in the lineup. So. <laughs> no, we're good tonight. We're having line issues. Not bad, but enough. Okay. So we're okay, okay on time. All right. I appreciate you, Mama. Thank you. And thank you for sending me my birthday present. I'm so excited. I'll tell you what I do with it. Okay, thank you. Yeah. It was very Enjoy. sweet of you. Thank you. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you're on the air. Mm, hello, Nyla. It's, today it is the green man coming in for your birthday to read you a poem. <laughs> Why are you green? Why are you green? Why am I green? Uh-huh. I, if, I, if memory serves me correct, you well, you like all the fairy spirits and all that and all the earth spirits. And I remember when uh, uh, Hannah, was it? She was dressed up as the green man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. I remember that quite vividly. She got on I the, do like got the green the, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> she was on the can there. She was, Arr! <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those memories that sticks with me. So, I thought I'd bring you out one of these um, poems for your uh, for your birthday. And I see that Facebook has turned you into a little girl with a pointy hat. <laughs> the power that of is me. That, that is me when I was yes, three years old. <laughs> I'm back to normal today, though. <laughs> so... Uh, so I'll uh, just get into my Green Man poem here. And this is, so for everybody that's listening, this is something that I wrote for Nyla uh, in 2015. Oh, what many moons ago that was, right? I know, right? <laughs> it, feel, it feels like it with everything being so topsy-turvy and changed up and crazy. <laughs> uh, so here we go with that Green Man. Spirit of nature, garden of earthly delights, I give to the fruits of all my labors, both spiritual and mundane, in hope that one day I will see thine face and can win the bounty of your acclaim. I yearn every day to feel you, O green man, the lush carpet of verdant grasses rustling between bare toes, as rows and rows of earth's fecundity are strained with red-hued sunlight just before dusk and dawn. I see your face with its mighty gaze in the twilight of my dreams, and I worship you with these respectful hands that cultivate the earth as I ever so gently hew the fruits of earth from you. Your maw is drawn wide open, and yet I am not afraid, for I was born in the cradle of your rocks, your soil, your grasses green, 
and flowers of vermilion hue. And so, O green man, I offer all of this, my humble labors, to you. For you, dear Nilate. <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. I love that poem. That's it's so one of my sweetie. favorites. Thank too. you. It feels like one of my my most organic poems, and I think that's very apt and appropriate since it is a a poem about nature. <laughs> so, I love it. Thank you. And uh, I have uh, one more poem here if you want it. Uh, if we're doing still two poems. Mhm. Okay. So this one's. Uh, I think it has a a bit of a similar tone. It's it's not about nature, but it's kind of got that organic feel, and it's uh, called Cinnamon. Unfurling the matrix of poetry, unfolding its meaning and nestling it in my womb, the cradle of universal form, breathing in the meaning of words like censers of cinnamon, playing upon the music of the universe, casting forth letters in the mind like archaic runes. Fragments of cinnamon-scented poetry pierce the veils of Isis, <clears throat> seep past the eyelids like fragments of eternity, and the meaning of those words that cannot be denied as they are deified by the poet, graceful goddess of poesy and grammatical grace, looking upon the clockwork face of half-forgotten goddesses and gods. That cinnamon, that sensual sequence of words conveyed in poetry, it seeps past these everyday eyes to my inner eye, scenting my thoughts with lavender parchment, calligraphies of cataclysmic verse, settling the universe on fire with desire, breathed out like a giant's very last breath. I take the deepest of sighs, take in that cinnamon and lightly smile, knowing that my words are my own as much as anyone else's is to anyone else. A wonderful solipsism of verse sonorized and alchemized eternally, nursed in the cradle of my poet's life, made love to like the love between husband and wife. And I sit now in the center of this universe, scenting the thoughts of my poetic mind with cinnamon, hoping to find that perfect sequence of poetry that started it all, the ultimate verse of poetry, the universe itself, which gives this poet life. And that is some cinnamon sprinkled on the green man. <laughs> <laughs> How can you like not like cinnamon on the green man? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I always have Our, the green man. I just have, I don't know why, but I have the strongest image of, of him like just opening his jaw wide, wide open. And you, just, you just bend down a little bit and you just crawl right in. <laughs> just to see what just to see what's there, you know. You have to know these things. Yes. Yes. They can't be left to mystery. Mhm. <laughs> That's so funny. I went to the nursery the other day and uh was buying some grape cedar's red grape plants to plant. Mm-hmm. And they had a green man statue there that was probably the coolest one I've ever seen in my life and didn't have a price on it. I had to wait like 45 minutes for them to figure out how much it was. It was like $187 or something like that. And so it was like mm-hmm. a waste of time. I wasn't going to buy it for that much. And uh, But it was gorgeous. So it's it's kind of funny. I'm just looking at a green man and you read green man poems. I tend to have that uh, I tend to have that synchronicity with things uh, 
you know, someone will be saying, oh, yeah, I was just thinking of that, and uh, and I just seem to happen to come along with, with it. So it's one of my sayings. <laughs> well, you did a great job tonight, Robbie. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come over and show you some love. Uh, yeah, I can be found at Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. And these days, my poetic focus, just like for post, is well, for reading, it's on the blog talk shows, like mostly here. But for posting, uh, I do have posts now, more and more posts coming up on uh, allpoetry.com. Absolutely perfect. All right, Robbie, mm-hmm. darling, thank you. You bet. I'm going to talk to you next week. Most likely, you probably will, yes. (laughs) Okay, you're going to hang on the line and listen? Yep. Well, I'm going to listen through the computer. (laughs) Okay. I'll give you a heads up if I need to bring you back on, depending on what's going on with the lines. um, I'll be mostly away from chat because uh, there's some days where... I'll say say it on the air. If you're listening, I'll just say it on the air. I'll let you know. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Robbie. You bet. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, Granville? I am fine, I am fine. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you very much. You are unlike a lot of women that I know. Is this a good thing? Well, you know what? I think our difference is a thing of value. So I guess it's a good thing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because you know your difference is good. Difference is valued, you know. When <laughs> when you're commonplace it, it not much value. I I am definitely different. I will give you that. <laughs> yes, you are. Because mo- most women celebrate their birthdays. You don't have to ask them. It, they'll tell you. <laughs> no. And not, and not only that. Most women be celebrating their birthday for a month. A week. <laughs> <laughs> It's May. I get presents all month, you guys, just so you know. And I want I want singing songs every single day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's silly. So what have you been up to, darling? Uh, I've been up to life. I've been up to life. It's, it's, it's a fleeting thing, life, so you got to... You got to keep abreast with it, otherwise it will leave you behind in the dust. This is so true. So what are you going to share with us tonight? Okay, what well, I'm going to share with you tonight, uh, you know, I was thinking about reading something from my book, from my first book. Okay. I don't get, you know, it's, I could I could honestly say that I have about sixty poems in here and you probably only heard maybe one or two. And that is Well you better my... get with it, buddy. Okay, okay, I'm getting with that's it. That's a I'm lot of po- that's a lot of poems I need to hear. 
Okay, you know what? I'm going to give you... <coughs> the last time I was here, <coughs> I was reading a poem. You say you haven't heard this in a long time. Uh, and... And I'm gonna I'm gonna do it for you again. It's what is called tribute to hip hop. Remember it? Nah. I I I may when I hear it, I never remember names. Okay, good. Tribute to hip hop. So now it's called hip hop. Once called rap. But it's cool like that. It's cool like that. But it's like this, uh-huh, and it's like that, uh-huh, and it goes on and on and on on, and it don't stop. No, it won't stop. Coming from way back, it's a music, our music, our voices on the mic. It is what black folks do. On Saturday night, the music kept us above our struggles and troubles. So blessed with the gift of God, we used what we had. I can call a lot of names, but I could not call all the names. Many, but not most, would get a shout out. They are too numerous to mention. For they who blazed the trail, they did not get the Benjamins, but they left a strength to their people, a legacy, and now the rest is history. When I saw one DMC on MTV, I knew that the black man had broken through. For we had a stage, and we loved the mic. And when we rocked the mic, we rocked the mic right. Music is in the DNA of every human being, and we are generally an artist of every kind. I can call a name like Grandmaster Flash, but I tell you, Beethoven, he was black. So the music is coming from way back, and it's like this, uh-huh, and it's like that, uh-huh, and it goes on and on and on and on, and it won't stop. No, it don't stop. For the trumpet sounded, and... The Lord appeared in the kingdom of God. Music is there, and it goes on and on and on and on, and it won't stop. No, it don't stop. And now this is a multi-billion dollar business, and all I got to say is, oop, there it is. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I've I, if I've heard that before. I don't remember it. That was incredible. That was just fun. Fun to hear. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. you know, Sometimes, you know, I, 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 my intention is to inform while I entertain. <laughs> well, fantastic job on it, honey. Thank you, thank you. Are you, uh, are you going to read a second one, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, this is, this is the poem I wanted to read to you because I hadn't read it. I don't think I ever read it before. This poem is called She Comes. I knew she had come, so I set about to meet her. As I approached, the uncommon winds blew fiercely from all directions. I was stilled, awed by its un its uncanny behavior, yet I stepped forward with added courage. The passion surged through me, filling my breast. I wished it happened more often. Then there she stood in the shadows, her radiant self, rivaling the stars as they, think, as they twinkled, seemingly dismayed at her form. I beckoned her to approach me, while within I fought desperately to suppress my stupor, which, which seemed and dismantling my composure. Upon, upon reaching me, I embraced her warmly, dispersing my worst fears. Life was well then. Her sparkling eyes whispered to me joyfully. Momentarily, I was lost in her gaze as she looked to the ground abashed. So like a woman. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was beautiful. Thank you, thank you. That 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 one was meant for your birthday. Oh, I love you so much. Thank you, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. When when when, when I heard you say, say that today was your birthday, I said, you know what? I think that poem this. She comes. You know. Well, that, that was a gift indeed. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Wait, wait, you All want right. another one? Um, you know what? I've got... Okay. Looks okay. like we yes, have five fine. lines open right now. Why don't you read one more? And if the lines stay this way, I'm going to have each of the you callers on line read three. Okay. So, yeah, read one more. Okay. This one is called The Irony. A grave reality is life. A sad tale to hear. That we should harness temperance and of all ill things for beer. That we may encounter happiness leaving behind Loneliness and drill. I sometimes feel like kicking life in the face. But this morning when I awoke, 
has relished his embrace. Forgetting all ill days gone by, startled by his grace. Thank you. Thank you, my dear. You're very welcome. Granville, that was great. Thank you. All right, love, tell everyone how to find you. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Granville John Hedrington, and most social, most downloading medias. Uh, I'm, I'm somewhere to be found, and all that stuff. Thank you very much for having me. Nice You're very welcome, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code, unless my board is messing up, 347. 347, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? Happy birthday. Thank you. And happy Mother's Day. I sent you a message. Um, I was wondering how your day was and how your day was um, on your birthday. I just found out, too, that it was your birthday kind of late. <laughs> so I, I, I said I had to call in, you know, and let you know uh, I was thinking about you. I'm so glad. Yeah. I didn't see. I'll, I'll go back and look for your message because I didn't see it. Now I'm excited. Okay. It's like a surprise. It's, okay. it's like cleaning up the house and realizing that there's a, a you know, <laughs> Christmas present you forgot to open. <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry about it. If you well, knew, if you knew how many emails I got in a day, you'd understand why it scrolls through so fast and it's really easy to miss oh, something. Oh yeah, I go through that myself. It's yeah, it can be a real pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So thank you for telling me it's there. So how have you been, my love, my little love? I've been hanging in there, you know, just to keep on. I'm still still on the mend, Uh, but I'm trying to keep my head together and not go too crazy because I can't go outside yet. (laughs) So just doing a lot of reading, uh, you know, input for output. Good girl. uh, Yeah. And uh you know, just uh just trying to um manifest some goodness. <laughs> um, so I really just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I mean I could read something really quickly, something old I have and handy by my book. I would love um, to have you read something, baby. Oh um, I have this one here. Uh, I've read this one a long time ago. I remember, but it's it's been a few years now. Uh-huh. Well, I'm I'm old now. I just had a birthday, so it's okay. I'll I'll have forgotten it by now. <laughs> old you you no fairies never age. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, there's hardly a place for madness anymore. Docility, the proper profile, and faceless boredom. 
how come all my neighbors look alike, clean-shaven and self-controlled? No eruptions or savage screams for life, only enameled silence where everyone hides forever. A man could lose, a man could love his whole life and know no one. Are we the only crazies left on the earth? Come, let us be mad together, decadent, drooling fools, unaffected by schools, totally contemptuous of rules. Come, let us be mad together, laughing and sad, raging and glad, quite properly mad, or we will never love. That's the end of that. That was incredible. Are you going to read two? <laughs> I could. I could Yay. push myself for you. I love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Let's see which one. I have my cat going crazy in the background. I'm picking up two kittens tomorrow. I'm so excited. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. great. Congratulations. Not for me. They're, I'm giving them I'm giving them to someone for a birthday present. Oh, that's nice of you. They know I'm they're getting them, so it's not going to really be a surprise. <laughs> I'm just, that's a really thoughtful gift. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And she's been looking and looking and looking and hasn't been able to find any. So, And they oh. live in a really small town. Um so I knew I could find some here, so I've been talking to everybody and get it. they got this cute little calico one, and then I'm going to pick up, it's either an orange or a gray tiger stripe. I don't know which one I'm going to pick yet, but yeah, <sighs> it'll be cool. Okay. i got another one about madness. <laughs> <laughs> Who will love me in my madness when the fearsome mornings come without warning and the melancholy of soft rain and the dull gray days when I dare not tell you who I am, patched together with string, fumbling, fearful, lost. Who will love me in my madness when you seek to lean on me, to glean from me strength that yesterday I seem to have to had? When I'm sure that I have failed, and I'm not strong at all, and want to run away. Soon my madness will be gone, and I will laugh every time I see the sun. But in those mad and fearful times, who will love me? That's the end of that one. I will. (laughs) Unequivocally, unconditionally, always in foreverness. In the, in, the, in the forever of everness, uh-huh. every moment. You're not an orange. I'm not going to pull you apart and only keep the sweet parts. I want the <laughs> rind. I want the bitter layer. I want I want you as a whole orange, and I love you as a whole person. So me, I will. Uh-huh. Thank you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I love the part where you said, when the warnings come without warning. Because they're not always quiet. You know, they're not always little warnings. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was a really good piece. Anyone that you know is suffering through those those manic highs and lows, you know, who who struggles with that, I think would really find find some find themselves not only find themselves inside that piece, but also mm-hmm. be able to re- relate real well to it and and find some strength in it. You know, you know you're mm-hmm. going to be okay. But fuck this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Great job, my beautiful little daughter. Mm. Well, my dear Nyla, my birthday mama, I hope <laughs> you have a great time and enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, I'm going to let you go here so the rest of the gang can chime in. And... um my name is Star Sevron, and um, just Google me, and you'll find me in a few places. Well, okay. I can't even tell you mm-hmm. how amazing <laughs> and cool it is to hear from you tonight. I mean, it's been a while, and you yeah. are—you are absolutely, absolutely my darling. You know, I, I love you so much, and have for so long, and just. I will. Yeah. I'll be the it one that been loves a while. you. When I found out it was your birthday and it was a Thursday, I definitely had to call in. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank so, you, baby girl. Okay, so I'll keep in contact. Love you. I'll see you around. I love you too, honey. All right. Okay. Bye bye. Thanks, baby. That was absolutely, absolutely a flipping amazing treat to hear from her. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 425. 425, you're on the air. Oh, my goodness. Happy birthday, sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was. I thought I had a little time left. <laughs> um, it's me, Kay. How are you doing, Kay? It's so good to hear from you. Oh, thank you. It's nice to hear your voice. I was just um, having some allergies here, so I was going to make myself a cup of tea, but let me read something. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) If you sneeze in the middle, it's okay. We'll pretend like it's part of the act. Well, actually, I'm just having a little throat problem here, so. All righty. I just heard a serenade, a love song that we knew, and oh my God, it wounded me. My heart was torn in two. I know that if you listen to that same melody, it would take you back to a place so real, like it just did with me. I hope you never hear it, because I want you to forget everything I struggled to. Please don't say you haven't yet. It's so painful to remember that special yesterday when the love that you still carry is miles and miles away. And you can't feel the beating of that lover's heart beneath the beating of your own. And you feel so torn apart. But if by chance you hear it, I hope she's there with you. And that you're not alone like me with no one to cling to. Oh, God, whoever wrote that song just crushed this woman's heart. 
in the center of their hand with their unwitting art by painting such a picture, a scene from my own play. How could they know my private life in every single way? I'm sorry that I've told you, but who else could I tell? I knew that you would understand because you know me oh so well. That was phenomenal. Thank you. You know, we, we've we've all been that place. We've all been at a distance. We've all had to endure that. I think, I think you did a really good job on that. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're gonna read two, right, hon? Sure. Okay. I'm trying to. For some reason, my page is stuck on my other poem. Um, I don't know what's going on here. Oh, why? Why is this happening to me? Because <laughs> muses and 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 com- computer gremlins are little shits sometimes. Um, I just lost my page. Um, just give me one second. I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. No, don't be. It's everything. <laughs> if that's the worst thing that ever happens to you in life, I think you're fine. <laughs> I, I am so embarrassed. I just had it open on my computer, and then I have my iPad right here. I don't know what happened. We're fine. We're I, hanging out. My We're being cool. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Okay, here we go. I don't know what happened, but I'm really angry about this. Okay, let me go here. I'll be with you in just a second. I could sing to you, and that would be more embarrassing, and so you would forget about being embarrassed. <gasps> okay. Yeah, I'm you. lying. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, now my song's playing. My recording's playing. Sorry about that. <laughs> I have well, I had a friend that recorded this piece for me for the internet, and <laughs> okay. that is so adorable. So, if you ever do want a recording of this, I have one. No, <laughs> yeah, send it to me. Hello, I'm, I'm yes. trying to regain my composure. <laughs> I am like my face is burning. Okay, here we go. In this world of broken dreams, promises left to keep. Flowers waiting to be picked, walks along the beach, shells to gather in the sand, prints along the shore, sunsets dipping in the sea, dawn's rising sun once more. Perfect melodies yet unheard, the brush untouched its paint, flavors to savor upon the tongue, a house of dreams so quaint. The moon turned blue in the sky, a shower filled with stars so bright. Look-aheads are now behind, and regret is out of sight. I saw my moonbeam in your eyes, and the sun rose in your smile. You took me to paradise and held me there a while. Everything on earth I missed, I encountered with your kiss. The stars appear when you are near, and the brilliance of color is vividly clear. 
in the rapture of the love you bring that holds me safe and makes me sing a perfect, harmonious melody. That was beautiful as well. Thank you. Your writing is very surreal and and ethereal. I think it's amazing. Thank you very much. You are very welcome, sweetheart. So you want to uh, tell everyone how they can find you, hon? Oh, sure. You can find me at Lady on Twitter, Facebook, and WordPress. Very cool. I'm so glad you came over tonight and read. I really, it's, it's absolutely, I, I love it when you do. I think you're oh, thank you an so incredible much. poet, and I think that you should be here more often so people can hear thank you. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a pleasure. And I hope that your birthday has been wonderful. It has. It's been a good, good. It's been a good birthday. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you soon? Sure. Perfect. All right, hon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so I want to let area code 407 know that you are not in the lineup. 407, if you want to call in and read, please press 1. If you're just hanging out and listening... I appreciate you being here, and uh, if you change your mind at any time, 407, I think that's Raymond. All right, is it 407? I think that's Raymond. So, Raymond, if you want to come on and read 407, uh, press 1, and that will let me know that it's okay to unmute you. And if you're here just hanging out and listening tonight, know that we love you, appreciate you. And if you change your mind, press 1 at any time. Okay. Next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Good evening. This is Rebel Jones. Hey, Rebel. How are you, sweetheart? Great. Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. How are you this evening? I'm doing wonderful. It's been a great night so far. We got off to a crazy Good. start, but we're here. Awesome. That's all that counts, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're here now. Yeah. So what so do you I'm have for so us tonight? I'm so happy that I was Go ahead. able to get in. I have a, I have a piece I just wrote tonight. No, wait a minute. I need to know what ha- I need to know what you're happy about because I interrupted you. What are you happy oh, about? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just happy I got in tonight. I I've tried calling last week and I didn't get in, but that's okay. Um, I'm happy I got in tonight. That's a crime against humanity that your poetry wasn't read. <laughs> oh. That's okay. That's okay cuz I got in tonight. We're here now. We are here <laughs> now. And I'm glad. I am glad too. So I wrote this piece tonight. Hot I started with a few lines. I started with a few lines two days ago, and then just forgot about it. And then when I opened up my um, notebook today, I saw it. So when I was sitting in queue, I wrote more of it. Awesome. And it's called "These Rebel Bars: An Invitation." I cordially invite you to come join me and partake in inhaling the earth's more purple and orange until you slightly choke and 
That will allow your mind to expand to realms outside the norm. Follow my voice as I guide you through the untapped parts of your mind. The depths of this journey will be further than you could ever imagine. I wish to distort your perception for a second. Now gradually, open the gates of your hearts and minds and then walk towards the escapes that you see. This experience is fake, don't you see? But not with your eyes upon your face, but the one in your mind connected to the electrical star system inside. Now let's go deep. And get lost in the forest of thought where I forage the wisdom that bleeds from my pen, leaving you the reader and listener caught. In my web of wisdom and knowledge, if you allow it, I will leave you with more than you came with. When you come and talk with the likes of me, I'm more than a chit-chat of somebody you hang with. We will always go deep. You see, I will never be that guy who reaches mainstream influence, but still I am and will always remain a legend in this game where words have power and walk with breath and fault with every trend stroke that I make. Every breath that I breathe, so do they. Every step that I take, every letter I write will walk the same way. Kicking indoors where the mic will smoke and smolder and slay the moment that we came to leave microphones melted. Raising hell necks with verbal and written attacks on ignorant heads. We've been doing it since the masses have slept. The masses have been taxing your sleep, and life has been an illusion to peach you to all of you who dream so very deep. And I don't mean to preach, but the spirit has invaded my thoughts and took over this pen and particular streak of ink. And that's that piece. Indeed it was. See, a crime against humanity that you weren't here sharing last week. <laughs> now everybody knows why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right though. Are you going to read two for us, honey? Oh, you want me? You want me to read another one? Of I can read the one that I uh, read last week. Okay. It's called Love and Broken People. I'm broken. So we're broken, but there's pieces of you broken that existed long before me, before us, before we. So what comes to broken people that depend on broken people to heal? Crippled emotions, confused in what it is that they actually feel, and the feeling should be embraced by becoming what broken people fear. Saturated in sadness, overtaken by self-loathing and madness that's a tough crime to escape from about this hell. It seems as a broken man whom lives in pattern, I'm forever destined to be broken with you right here in this place of highs and lows on the tilting scales of emotional and mental imbalance. You make me smile, you. You make me so miserably sad, you. You are the definition of happiness, you. You make me so fucking mad. I hate that face you make, that thing you do, damn girl. I love every fucking thing about you. Not sure where I'd be without you. You are my rock, my strength when I feel weak, bitch. You are my quicksand when I step up you. Try and force me to sink. Testing my confidence constantly, damn. I love how you compliment me. Always reminding me that I'm the only one that's ever stopping me. But you wouldn't lie to me, would you? Damn it, my paranoia's starting to get ahead of me. The best in me. Damn, once again, the devil's testing me, and why in the hell can there ever be peaceful rest in me? I'm so tired. And that's that piece. Oh, the, the, the word play in that and the back and forth 
<laughs> the roller coaster was just incredible. It's that, and you know, because I'm somebody that suffers with mental health problems and depression, but I'm also like, oftentimes I'm up here, and then a few days later I might be way down here, and just, and I'm a hard person to be with in a in an intimate relationship, and I recognize that. You know, you don't suffer from mental health issues. You have quirks. Yeah, I've been through some And that's the way kinda, I, that's the way I like to call it because brain. you know, saying one can has such such a I think that saying that someone suffers from a mental health issue is very devastating for the person it's being said about. You know, if we're all made perfect, we're made the way we're made, this is us, this is who we are, we have to. We all have to deal with our own shit. You put anybody in front of a psychologist for five minutes, and they will have four labels on you. I don't care how normal you That's are. That's true. You're absolutely it, right. And it is. And I they just, end up being crutches, they end up defining us, and they shouldn't. You know, I've got a girlfriend I'm that... I'm not going based off of doctor's um, diagnosis. I'm recognizing my own experiences and what they've done to me mentally. They've breaking my mind wide open and have broken me at times as a person. I recognize that. But I also embrace it and made a strength out of it. There, I, I have a girlfriend who's got, who has schizophrenia. That's one of her quirks. And it's a hard thing yeah. for her to deal with. It's also part of who makes her amazing. If you were to take oh, that absolutely. away from, if you were to take that away, it would be definitely easier for her. But she you wouldn't know, be her anymore. You know, it's you just know, you can't change it. So love it. You know, King Cadence and I used to talk hours at a time about how broken minds and, and broken people are actually superpowers. You know what I'm saying? If you just learn how to make it bend to benefit you and other people, it becomes more like a superpower than a, than a, you know what I'm saying, a fault or a setback or something that holds you back from anything. Yeah, that's just how we used to love to talk about looking at it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. people just don't mm-hmm. understand. Like, they call you crazy, you're sick, or they don't want to be around you because they don't understand you. But in the in the shadows, you're working back here making it a superpower, you know? I use mine in poetry with strong messages, you know. I do. I do. I thought, you know, I think that any piece of writing that provokes a conversation like this, any kind of a conversation, is a pretty powerful thing. And that's the power yeah. of the poems and stuff that we write is, is to bring awareness and discussion to things. You know? Yes. Yes. Fantastic job. Thank you so much. <clears throat> I, um, I'm so glad I was able to make it again. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You are very, very welcome. That was, that was your second one, right? Yeah. Sandy scale. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm older now. I'm confused, you guys. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. Stop it. (laughs) All right, love. Tell everyone how they can find you. Um, I really 
You can find me on Facebook, but I'm really trying to boost up my little YouTube channel. It's, it's Poetry by Rebel Jones, Madman Productions. Come find me on YouTube. Subscribe. Follow me on there. Um, listen to my work. Every piece of poetry I've ever written is on my channel. I do spoken word um, performances of every piece I write, whether short or long. It's, it's all on there. I got like four years worth of material on there, and I've just been trying to grow up my little channel now. Well, how do we find that then? On YouTube, Poetry by Rebel Jones, Madman Productions. All right, guys, go check him out. Or you can find me on Facebook at Madman Jones. Hit subscribe. Yeah, hit subscribe. Hit subscribe. Show the love. (laughs) All right, baby. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Have a wonderful rest of your birthday. I will. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 585. 585, you're on the air. Well, hello. Hi, this is Doug Curry. How are hey, you? Doug. How are you, baby? I'm great. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> Just maturing and ripening, and we, we're coming right along with you. It's so nice to be able to say happy birthday to you. You know, it's so funny. I was, I was looking on Facebook yesterday, and when I put my little birthday picture girl hat up thing, and I was looking at the profile picture I had up and looking at some that I put up when I first started my Facebook page when I first, you know, right around, actually it was, I started the show before that, but it wasn't soon after that I got the Facebook page. And I was looking at the difference and I'm thinking, God, <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. I mean, you look at my picture I have up now and you look at my eyes and you can see the little, the little soft, the starting of wrinkles and stuff. And it's like, no, no, wait a minute. <laughs> well, the alternative, you could be like Dick Clark and, you know, spend 25 years looking exactly the same and having everybody think of how weird and fake that is, you know. Uh, no, but I'm you still know. looking for a vampire. I, I want to look just like I do and live forever. Okay. Can I say <laughs> that you're beautiful and more beautiful as you go along? Will that be acceptable as a, as a reason why you don't need to stay the same? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> hey, by the way, I want to say this too. Um, I'm, you know, I've been able, I've been able to enjoy part of your show as I came in as usual late. Um, but I began to understand something. What I enjoy about the show, a lot of the time, is the poetry and the interaction and the conversation that you have with people. You know, you and the brother that was just on. You know, I, I could have just. Instead of me coming on to say whatever I have to say, I could have just listened to y'all and, you know, riff, you know, that would have been all right with me. So uh, it's just well done. It really is well done. Thank you. Thank you. I am. So I, you know, I I worked my regular job today, and uh, then I had a a, a Zoom. Actually, it was a Skype play that we've been working on, so we had that tonight, so I'm sitting in the radio station. I got to do an hour of radio before the night's over, so it's kind of a busy day, but it's a creative day. 
Uh, make me think about this. Um, you know, a, a poet write about a lot of things, and you know, some people definitely there's a message with everything. Um, I think that somewhere in me, the notion that whatever you present should be for entertainment as well came about, and I think it has to do with being from Harlem and being walking distance from the Apollo Theater where I saw some of the most wonderful things you could imagine. Um, I want to give you something. I'm going to have to sing for you tonight. <laughs> now, this is not because I <laughs> yes. can sing. Don't nobody get it twisted. It ain't because I can sing, but it's because in the Animals of Rhythm and Blues, now, you know I do a blues radio show. In the Animals of Rhythm and Blues, there is a piece of spoken word that is just so fabulous that it traveled from one rhythm and blues song to another and fit the story and was welcomed there by the performer. They just had to have it, and they built the song around. So this song is called I'll Get Along Somehow. It was recorded in the 1930s by Faye Terrell, who was a singer with Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy. They were a swing band. Into the 1940s, it was re-recorded by a beautiful gay male model, rhythm and blues singer named Larry Darnell. And Larry Darnell would be dressed to the nine, and he would sing this song, but he instituted this rap in the middle of the song, as in the 1950s a lot of groups would have this, but he was early, 1947, in the midst of this song, I'll Get Along Somehow, he inserted this rap that, again, 10 years later, the Velvet Tones put into a song called The Glory of Love, and it got such notoriety that all the blues and jazz singers began to build this rap into their offerings, such to the point that I know that there's, there's great versions of it, and, I, and I'm not a threat <laughs> to any of them. I got to... <laughs> so... Here's a, one of the greatest pieces of spoken word. Listen for that, okay? But the song comes first. Darling, all I have left is just a picture of you on which you wrote, but never, never, never and the words, I love you, I'm all alone, so all alone, and needing words of consolation, friendless and blue, I'll get along somehow. Yes, you're right up on top. And you want to be free Why you feel that you're too good Much too good for a nobody like me Yes, you're afraid to present me To the friends in your set Oh, I guess it's much easier for us to forget But how soon you forget All the fine, fine things you said And how just a little taste of success Yes, a little taste of success Has gone straight to your pretty little head I hold in my hand three letters here each from three stages of your fine, fine, super fine career. The first began, Larry, darling, sweetheart, my wonderful one. I will always be grateful for the things that you've done. 
Your second letter came right after I gave you your song. Yes, it came from your pants, dear, but not from your heart. Third, the third was the joker that came with the deck. You ended your letter and closed, Larry. Please find my check. Why, you fool. You poor, sad, worthless, foolish fool if you think that your money could pay. For the hard years I struggled with you until things broke your way. Yes, I smiled when you kissed me, and I thrilled at your touch. My only sin was I loved you. I loved you much too much. So I'm answering your last letter, which says you must fall. But I'm tearing it to pieces just like you tore off my heart. I'm sad and I'm licked, and I haven't got to die. But I thank God. I thank my God. I found you out in time. So all alone and meaning words of consolation. So I'll miss you, but I'll get along somehow. That's that. All right, so I have to do this. Mama, are you with me? You, you're reading my mind. I was just getting ready to There, check. There is no way I was going to let that pass without without bringing you on, because I, I know how you feel about Doug. You know what? You're about to read my mind. I just had my finger on, you know, uh, getting ready to send you a private message. Wait a minute. Doug, now you need to stop it. You need to stop it. You ain't got no business talking about it. You, you, you missing nobody. You always, we, you got look, you got mama on the third. Anybody mess around and leave you, all you got to do is pick up the phone. Say, mama, I'm free. <laughs> you know, and, you, and you can sing, Doug. I don't care what you say. That was awesome. I was really impressed. I mean, that was so, so. <laughs> talk about the way country people you know, and there's an expression that they attribute to country people and laugh about. It's called used to could. <laughs> I used to yeah, could I do it. Yeah, I used to could do it. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a uh, a special on Netflix right now called uh, In My Mother's Garden, In Our Mother's Garden, and a lot of dialect is used. It goes back into like you know, one lady is speaking pure dialect. You enjoy it, Doug. Go and check it out. I, I think I will. I have to. I have to. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, and it's uh, called In Our Mother's Garden. You will love I'm, it. I'm You're writing it down, too. Okay. Okay, well, thank you for letting me tune in on Doug. I know he was like, you know, then what? <laughs> but, yeah, I'll just get back to message right. You know I love you. You might as well stay on, Mama, because I'm going to have you read another one, okay? Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry. No, I just, I'm, I just, I just had that with me, and and honestly, when I, I wanted to come on, and I knew it was your birthday, I haven't written anything in the very recent past, and I, I wanted to come on and wish you a happy birthday and be present with you, and I know you can't, I can't, I would never come here and be empty-handed, you know, after, <laughs> after like, you had on for me, come on, man, I can't walk in here with nothing. You know, and leave all the heavy lifting to people that you know really poured out what they had on their heart. I can't, you know. So um, I just thought it don't have to be mine. But there's a great piece of work that you know this guy used to stand there with you know a beautiful suit on and take these letters out of his 
you know, he'd be at the Apollo Theater, man, and he'd be pulling his letters out of his pocket, tearing, and, your la- and the last one, that you know, and, and I'm tearing it to pieces and tear it up on the stage, man, and the women would be pulling all and all, thank you, you know. <laughs> so I just thought I would bring that. That's awesome. Thank you. That was indeed a gift with a bow. Well, thank with you. my Happy bow. Birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. You are very welcome. Thank you, sweetheart. I am so... Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, so I'm Doug Curry. Um, I can be found on Facebook as Douglas Curry. You're not going to find much here. I think I told everybody. My Facebook page got hacked. I got 10 years worth of stuff floating around cyberspace somewhere. And so I'm not real crazy about doing that again, but I got to figure out a place and a way where I can put stuff so hopefully it would invite other people to vibe with me and I could get to hear and know some of the stuff like I hear on this show on a Thursday night. But I'm glad to be here. You know, it's a pain in the ass working with Facebook to get an account back, but you need yeah. to do that so you don't lose that work, even with as big of a pain in the ass as it is. As it is. Yeah. I do. And why, does, why doesn't he have a Word doc? Do you have Word doc on your, on your computer? Yeah. Okay, well, as long as you got them saved somewhere else, that's good. We can't be losing no. Doug Curry's. So you, you, you grab pictures from places, and, you know, somebody else has a picture on Facebook, and you pour it over to your page, and you know, or a conversation you have with somebody. And you, snap. you know, there's other stuff that just, just stays from there. Yeah, you know? I know. Yes, it's so, a year. I understand that. Some of my greatest poems started out as comments to people. Oh, yeah. You know, right. and and I just get off on a roll, and it grows from there, and yeah. Um, yep, yep, that happens a lot. Yeah. Um. All right, Doug, my darling, thank you so much for being here tonight. Get busy, get your recording done, so you can go home and relax. Okay, I'll be here with you next as well. Thank you. All Have right, honey. Bye, thank Doug. you, sweetheart. Bye, babe. Bye, bye, mama. All right, Mama. Do you want to read another piece for us? Okay. Um, do you have any more callers? I My lines are messed up. I've got Raymond Bentley on, but I think he's just listening tonight. Love you, Raymond. Glad you're here. If you want to read, press 1, and I will know it's okay to unmute you. Um, okay. But, yeah. I've, the, I I don't have my, half my switchboard's gone, so. I'm pulling up something, but I was trying to pull up something nice. You know, I got a lot of mean poems. I'm not trying to read no mean poems right now. So, <laughs> That's I either go, I, either I'm too nice or too mean. I don't have a, a lot of in between poems. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other, folks. <laughs> that kind of reminds me one of my absolute favorite favorite quotes ever, ever was Franklin D. Roosevelt, and he had his daughter. His daughter's name was Alice, and she was a freaking handful. And a reporter asked him one time, sir, why don't you control your daughter? Mr. President, why don't you control your daughter? And his reply was, I can either run the country or control my daughter. I can't do both. (laughs) Okay. Isn't that awesome? 
It's one or the other, yeah. folks. You only get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh, wow. This is hard. I got, like, um, let me see what this is about. Because, see, he stayed in office too long, and I got too many mean forms. I mean, I couldn't even just write normal stuff. It's like, it's like, you know, I like all these, like, Oh, God. Okay, let me see what I have here. Uh, I'll read pigeon food. I'll read pigeon food. Pigeon poop. This was inspired by uh, a famous poem. I think it's pretty obvious what it was inspired by, Mama. Okay, but it's supposed to be uh, I'm supposed to be writing the truth with a slant, and that's what this is about. Okay. What if I told you things aren't what they used to be? What if I told you cliches are not always for the birds? That cliches cling for a reason and have clung long. Show me your truth sandwich, what ingredients did you use? Smoked lunch meat and cheese? Did you eat that? Digest that? What if I told you cheese is plastic and ain't what it used to be? And chicken feed ain't flies and grain but plastic and GMO corn instead. Don't feed the pigeons, says the sign. But we don't eat pigeons here. Do we? So we feed them and they eat bits of truth that are now turned down. Pigeons fly around downtown without true food, without truth. Show me your truth sandwich. What ingredients did you use? Peanut butter and banana? Pigeons spread disease in excess with bits of non-truth splattered all over, making a point about the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the moot truth. So help you, Hannah. Cliché may be our only way to invoke reality because little truths matter. Relevance should never be obsolete, big or small. The truth must massively combust into big explosions of honesty. If you should turn your back on truth, you will be face-to-face with a lie. The truth needs to matter again, or nothing else will. In peace. I love it. You know, especially, especially, I mean, it's very fitting for the times. I have never seen a time in my life where lying was okay, was was looked, you know, brushed under the carpet or looked over or dismissed like it is now. Yeah, pigeon poop. Mm-hmm. And the chickens are scared. 
and <laughs> kids are disappearing. What is going on here? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right, Mama, do me a favor, please, and tell everyone how to find you again. Oh, they didn't find me before? You want to find me on Poetry Soup? You can find me on Poetry Soup, Facebook sometimes, and here on the Nyla Open Mic Sneak Easy Cafe. How about that? Thursday, 8 o'clock. That works for me. Okay. <laughs> Keep talking for a second. I'm sending Raymond a message. Okay. Okay, I'll find a short poem here while I'm reading. While I'm here, I'm read. Uh, uh, his smile was wicked. His smile was wicked, like his words. Those dimples just too cute. He grew up to use them to have his way with the girl. It's how he trapped his prey. Then his smile was now with teeth. Oh, Lord, he has a gap. Another perfect imperfection, just a trap. Like peanut butter and jelly, tasty, but not such a nourishing treat. The woman slayer he has developed into that smile. My boy, my baby boy. And smile and flash his ass. That's that piece. That was awesome, Mama. <laughs> I had to you. give you one. I had to give you one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It was a genuine you know. one. It was a genuine <laughs> one. I can tell when you're not genuine. It was. It was a genuine, awesome. I can. I can live with it. Oh, I love you so much. Thank you again for my birthday surprise. I appreciate you so much. That made me so happy. That was so sweet of you. Okay. Now, um, did you need me for another one? Because I got everything pulled up now. Nope, we got enough time left for me to do my goodbye stuff and play a track, and we're good to go for the night. All right, I'll close it up. I'll listen. All right, thank you for letting me share, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Mama. Love you, hon. Okay. It's been a fantastic night tonight. I appreciate you all being here and sharing and reading, and those of you who are just listening. I'm going to close the show with a piece by Eddie Oliver called Holding Pattern. I'm kind of trying to drag this just in case Melvin gets a chance to call in last minute. Um, before we do, I'm going to read through, before I close it, I'm going to read through the prompts again real quick for this week. If you didn't get the the uh, inspiration from the Inkwell workshop portion of the show, if you didn't hear that at the beginning of the show, come back after the show is archived, about 15 minutes after the show ends, and you can get all of the writing assignments and stuff off of the Uh, within the first 10 minutes of the show, except for there's a big, long, quiet period. You have to get past that because the lines weren't up. Um, But then you'll find them on there. So your prompts for this week were, one, a song almost heard, two, 
I scrawl my name. Three, often is not always. Four, the story begins like any other. Five, when you find out. Six, the gutters are full of secrets. Seven, everything is silent tonight. Eight, you cannot touch rain through glass. Nine, all the abnormal things. Ten, with the disappearance of sideshows. Eleven, flying lessons. And twelve, how forgiving you are. All right, so those are your 12 prompts for this week. Have fun with those. Thank you again, everybody, for being here, for all my birthday wishes. appreciate you so much. You guys are awesome and incredible and phenomenal and all those good adjectives. <laughs> this is Eddie Oliver with Holding Pattern, and we will see you next week. Do you mind if I put on some of that old-time Billy Holiday and just listen to that lady as she sings the blues? Like a sweet lullaby that soothes I'm talking about my mental and your mental and We could be getting into the mood of being gentle And infringe upon your rights Can I infringe upon your rights In the middle of the night by Possibly holding One hand on your breast and gently but passionately massage your chest. As I take the liberty to indulge and to digest in your sweet, smelling spirit. Lord knows that I long to be near it. With that in mind, can I can I take my other hand and Eyes, I begin to explore new lands and take the liberty once again to indulge in you and digest in your sweet, smelly spirit. Be down and feel, baby. Absolutely no need for you to fear it. You see, tonight I have no plans. Hear me out, baby. I have no plans on having sex with you now. Instead, I was just wondering would it be too much or not enough trouble if I could just be your body protector? I'm talking about just being your bodyguard, girl, for one night and just, just simply hold you. Close my eyes and go to sleep right there next to you with you Wrapped in my loving arms ever so tight Like a ribbon wrapped around the gift As I go ahead and hold you baby deep off into the night You see I'm ever so curious to see that if I can make you feel love Without us both having to break a sweat and just make love not that I'm tired of having sex or anything pertaining to that madness. Why, baby, that's just so far from the truth. Instead, I was just, just trying to get into the practice. 
art Trying to perfect the craft Simply holding you I say just let my loving arms Caress and mold you I say just let my loving arms Protect and guard you As I show you what kind of man That I really am by Really am I? 